Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Welcome to the latest Scottish Sun Football podcast where we'll look ahead to this weekend's League Cup semi-finals and big games as well in the Premiership and Championship. With myself, Roger Hanna, again today is Kenny Miller. Kenny, we have to start at Tynecastle. League Cup semi-final, Hibs from the Championship, St Johnson from the Premiership. Now, reading your blog on our Scottish Sun website today, you talk about your man love for Dominic Malonga. How can Hibs win this game without him? It's a great question, and it's one I would have liked to have posed to Alan Stubbs this week. Listen, no one outside Hibs understands the the majesty of Malonga, so I think it's a blow that he's been allowed to go before the game, but they should just have enough to, to scrape by without him. Is, is that your feeling? I mean, despite the fact that Hibs are a league below, they're in the championship, with the best well in the world, they don't have the best cup record in, in the recent times, maybe not better in the League Cup than it has been in the Scottish Cup, shall we say, do you think they're favourites to beat a team which has become a, a, a regular team in the top six of the Prem? I think you're doing, you're doing them a disservice by saying the best cup record in recent times, I don't think there's anyone alive now that's seen them win the Scottish Cup. I think it's going to be fascinating because I think St Johnson are probably ideally equipped to play against Hibs because they can sit and stifle them, which Hibs don't like, and then hit them on the counter. But I also think that Hibs have the footballers in the team to potentially carve them open. St Johnson are on the best of run. Hibs have probably played well for the first time since the international break last weekend. So I think it's a really difficult one to call. There's been a bit of a ticket row, to say the least, this week. Hibs three or four times as many supporters inside Tynecastle on Saturday afternoon as Saints will. Does that impact the players at all, Kenny? I think if anything it helps St Johnson because it gives them a, it gives them something else to throw in the siege mentality mix. I do think it's a disgrace in this day and age in Scottish football when we're trying our best to get punters back to games that we've got a showpiece national game and we're actively discouraging people from taking up empty seats. So uh, I fully sympathise with St Johnson. In terms of team selection, starting with Hibs, no Malonga as we know, Alan Stubbs has got a big squad. There's strength there, there's depth there. You could see that with Anthony Stokes coming off the bench to score on his second debut against St Mirren last weekend. Who starts for Hibs? I think all season he's tried his best to work around not picking his two favourite centre-backs. He's can alternated between McGregor, Fontaine and Hanlon. Push comes to shove, he'll pick he'll pick Hanlon and McGregor up front is where the, the bigger issues lie he will play Stokes he was bought to make a difference in these games and James Keating spoke to us the other day like a man who knows that he's potentially looking at a place on the bench and I actually think Jason Cummings and Stokes once Cummings maybe gets over the fact he's not the big star on, of, of the of the club anymore I think they'll, they'll link up quite well Who plays in the midfield though? Surely there's a start for John McGinn but again, he's got a lot of options in there to, to work around about. Bartley, Five, McGeer, you know, the list goes on. Liam Henderson, who, who plays? I think he likes his diamond. I think Henderson's come back into form at the right time. I think he'll play at the tip of the diamond. I think you'll have McGinn and McGeer behind him and you'll have Five sitting. I think I think there's questions about Bartley's mobility for stubs against teams of a, a higher calibre and that's not even to mention Kevin Thompson so no he has plenty of options but those are the four I think will get the nod In terms of St Johnson 
McTominay has a few injury-related dilemmas before he names his team. He said at the start of the week he had picked three teams and he was pondering the three. Does that involve one maybe without Dave Mackay, who's had this hip injury, one without Chris Miller, who's had an ongoing hamstring complaint, one without Murray Davidson, who's had fitness issues, or, or can he gamble and throw in all three very experienced players? Well, we bumped into Chris Miller this week, and I think Hibs were boosted by the news that he might make it in time. <laughs> uh, Dave, Dave, Dave Mackay's one of these other players I've got a lot of man love for. I think he, he is moneyball. He's just one of these guys that doesn't have much of a reputation, but every single week he turns in a 7 out of 10. So if you can gamble on Dave Mackay, you would. And the same with Murray Davidson. I think what he sometimes makes up for in sheer will, maybe a lack of, of fitness or, or match sharpness, the adrenaline always seems to get him through. Chris Miller, you just can't take a chance on a hamstring. And we're recording this Thursday afternoon. As, as we sit here and discuss these games, Michael O'Halloran remains a St. Johnson player. Will he still be a St. Johnson player by 3 o'clock on Saturday? And if he is... How big a role can he play in this semi-final? It would be crazy for St Johnson to sell him before the game. Whatever Rangers are prepared to cough up, they're going to make more from a cup final appearance or, or at least the difference in waiting a few days. So there's no way they'll sell him. And I think he'll make all the difference. James Keaton's admitted that the Hibs players have been monitoring the situation, hoping he's sold on. And he does have the, the pace, strength and sort of directness to, to cause them problems. The winner of this semi-final, obviously, back at, or at Hamden later in the spring to take on the winner of Sunday's semi-final, Ross County against Celtic. Now, everyone remembers six seasons ago, Neil Lennon, a young Celtic manager, losing out to, to Derek Adams of, of Ross County, then a championship team, 2-0 in one of the big Scottish Cup semi-final sensations. Can the Staggies repeat that on Sunday, this time in the League Cup under John McIntyre? I think regardless of any Celtic Hamden hoodoo hiccup thing they've got going for them, I think Ross County have certainly got it within them to, to beat Celtic because they've got this great team spirit they're well organised you know Jim McIntyre's been poring over every potential Celtic weakness I just think Celtic have hit form again at, at the right time there's a bit more freedom and a bit more swagger to them and fully expect Celtic to get the job done We talk team selection Celtic they're beginning to look as if they've got a, a settled back four in front of Craig Gordon it tends to be now Lustig Ambrose Simunovic Tierney in front of that and behind the top scorer Lee Griffiths, there are five midfield roles that are really up for grabs. Who, who plays in a Hamden showpiece semi-final? We annoyed people in the last podcast by saying that Celtic had an unbalanced squad, but they do have an abundance of riches in the kind of central midfielder, attacking midfielder roles. And Chris Commons by hook or by crook seems to play. And then I think you basically toss the options up in the air. He doesn't seem to trust Scott Allen quite yet. Stuart Armstrong flits in and out. Gary mckay Stevens has done himself no harm. Callum McGregor's come back into the fold. So, like Tommy Wright's A, B and C teams, Ronnie Dyer could pick three midfields and there wouldn't be much between them. They, they'll go into the game Celtic as big favourites. They won in Dingwall not so long ago. Is it a case of Ross County needing to score the first goal just to give themselves a, a seed of hope for this game? They do, and I'm repeating myself, I just think Celtic have rediscovered the swagger that I think's been missing along with the Ronnie Roar of late. And Dyla looks again like a manager who's maybe let the handbrake down and Celtic look more like their old selves again, so County need to be, make a big play early. Three games for Celtic in eight days, all away from Celtic Park. Ross County in this semi-final on Sunday, Aberdeen at Pataudry in the league Wednesday night, and then the little matter of East Co-Bride at Airdrie the following Sunday. It's a big week for Celtic if they're to have ambitions of a treble. It might help them to play away from Celtic Park. I covered the, the Thistle game the other week. And you could tell how nervous the players were. It's the chicken and egg thing. The punters get nervous. It feeds onto the pitch. So I think maybe they have a bit more freedom on the road just now. 
and I have to say, you, you talked about Ambrose coming back in. I think he's made a difference. Another much maligned figure who I think takes it all on the chin, never hides from the ball, keeps coming back for more alongside people like Kieran Tierney. It's guys like that that are dragging him through it just now. Neil Lennon and before him Gordon Strachan both rightly lauded for taking Celtic into the last 16 of the Champions League. Neither manager, though, Kenny, manages this domestic treble. It's not been done since Martin O'Neill's first season at the club, 2001. What would it say about Ronnie Dyla? And what would it say about this Celtic team and the opposition that they face were Celtic to push through and get a treble? It's a black mark against the previous managers they haven't managed it, given, given the lack of opposition, given the budget. And I don't think it's an achievement you could take away from Ronnie Dyla. I think for all the, the faults directed at him, for all the criticisms, there is no taking away from Ronnie Dyla if he wins, if he wins the treble. And uh, I think he's, he's definitely got a great chance. He has to keep Lee Griffiths fit, though. He has to keep Lee Griffiths fit because there's no credible alternative. And that was my point the other day about an imbalanced squad. I cannot believe a club as big as Celtic do not have a, a credible backup, an alternative to Lee Griffiths. Celtic, of course, everyone expected them to beat Cali Thistle in the Scottish Cup semi-final at Hamden last spring. That went the wrong way for them. Ross County will have some chance. Is the chance lessened by the absence of Liam Boyce? It does because I don't think he's the quickest but there's an intelligence to his movement in, in tight areas, he sniffs out chances and even even just in, in morale terms or in confidence terms it would have been good for them to, to have him in the ranks so no, it's, uh, his absence will definitely be filled. To put you on the spot then Kenny, if you're picking two teams to meet in the League Cup final later in the spring, who is it? I think it'll be a Hibs Celtic final which will be a hammer blow for Hibs because then they'll be there without Liam Henderson and Anthony Stokes but we'll worry about that another day. <laughs> like Sunsport on Facebook for all the Scottish football latest. Uh, looking into the Premiership, four games this weekend. Of course, Celtic, Ross County, St Johnson all busy on League Cup semi-final duty. Aberdeen have got a, a well-earned weekend off ahead of the Petodre meeting with Celtic next Wednesday night. TV game, Saturday lunchtime, Cali Thistle against Hearts. Hearts, they stuttered and stumbled a little bit at Hamilton at the weekend after Igor Rossi's early red card. Do you expect them to get full points in the Highlands? I do, because they've got a good record in bouncing back after bad results this season, Hearts. I think it'll be a good game because both these big physical teams that have been criticised, I think they'll go at it hammer and tongs and the ball might come off worse, but it'll be entertaining for the neutral. Hearts in the papers today have had a bid rejected for John Souter at Dundee United. Can you see the wisdom in, in that move and do you think they'll go back in with more money? I do think they'll go back in. It's funny, we were talking about John Souter the other day in the office and uh, I said Hearts would be the perfect fit for him. He is just someone like John McGinnis, a man who needs the right coach, the right environment. He hasn't come on at Dundee United, partly through his own fault, partly through Dundee United's negligence. He just needs uh, he just needs the right fit and Hearts is exactly the right place for him. If Hearts is a right club for him, what would the right position be for him, Kenny? Because he's been shuffled between centre-back, centre-midfield, right-back, I think, in one game under Mixu Patelain in this season. Where where would you see the best of John Souter going forward? It's definitely not right-back. I find that mystifying. I'm not sure he's got the mobility for centre-midfield. I still think in the long term he'll come good at centre-back. I think Robbie Nielsen's the right coach. Craig Levine's potentially the right director of football. And he's got the right people around him in the back four to, to bring out the best in him. I think he could potentially be an upgrade on, on Danny Wilson in the long term and he, he fitted in nicely at Hearts. In terms of this game in, in the Highlands at the weekend, Hearts, they've been relying a lot on Osman So of late. Wanmar seems to have dropped down to the bench. 
is it a case now of just finding the people to operate round about Osman? So Sam Nicholson's at a knock, Billy King's been in the team, Gavin Riley's been in the team, sometimes Arnold June has pushed a little bit further forward. Is, is the key for the rest of the season for Hearts just getting a settled front four? That's where I think Hearts have done well with their recruitment, is that they've, they've got the, these options and, and they are all hungry. None of these players you could see have flopped in particular. They, they come in, they do a job and there's just such competition for places that they... They drop back out. Billy King's come back into the picture. Walker's been unlucky with injuries. Wanma, I think, is a good player to leave out because he comes back with a, like a bear with a sore head. And Osman so, I think, is playing the best football of his, his time in Scotland because he's, he's going to be out of contract soon and he knows people are watching. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favourite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is... Another mask. <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. So they're in a good position. Is it a case, Carly Thistle and Dundee are just going head-to-head for this last top six position? You think the other positions in the top six more or less sealed Celtic, Aberdeen, Hearts, Ross Counties and Johnson? Yeah, I think that's a good shout. I think when push comes to shove, Dundee might just nick it because they've got more going forward. They are they are unpredictable, but I just think they've got more to carve open teams than, than Cali. What One name that's been mentioned in every single podcast we seem to have done right through the month of January has been Anthony Stokes. He's made a decision, he's gone to Hibs, he's scored for Hibs, he's not gone to Cali Thistle, which has been a disappointment for Yogi Hughes. Will we see him sign a striker before the deadline on Monday night? I feel sorry for John Hughes because we've all been in that position where we've been waiting on somebody to phone with, with good news, maybe a former flame or something, and it's just not happened. And he, he Are you talking about Malonga again? What? <laughs> A long list of Hibs people that have left the country to get away from me. I felt for John Hughes, and you think maybe Anthony Stokes owed him a bit better than to leave him waiting like that. But it was an ambitious target, fair play to him, but he definitely needs to get someone in because they, they rely heavily, I think, on their midfielders to chip in instead of having a, a focal point. We touched on the day there, battling with Cali Thistle for, for the final place in the top six, perhaps. If they're to get top six football, they must really win home games against the likes of Motherwell, who they face on Saturday. They do, and... It's been that kind of season. It's so unpredictable that it's hard to know which Motherwell are going to turn up on a week-to-week basis. We talked about it the other day, how much of these veteran Motherwell players got left in them. We'll, we'll, we'll find out in the coming weeks. I think they have improved. I saw them a couple of weeks ago. We scored four goals at Fur Hill. You could argue they were unfortunate not to take something from Pataudry last Friday night, and I'm not just saying that so I don't get the Pat Nevin treatment from Paul Hartley. I do genuinely believe it. Do, do you see an improvement in Dundee? 
Now they've got the likes of Darnold D at the back, Gary Harkins with the captain's armband, and Kane Hemmings among the goals. James McPake's a big miss because we know the influence he has on and off the pitch. Dandy's a good replacement. I just think, from a neutral's point of view, it's great to see Gary Harkins enjoying his football again because he is someone that is just likeable. He clearly loves the game, loves to play, and the team kind of works around him. Paul McGowan, someone always thought had the ability to be an influence, and he's maybe coming back onto a game. I definitely think Dundee have the pieces. They're all just a wee bit inconsistent, but on their day, when they all click, they're, they're probably as good as there is in the league. They had a decent cup win over Falkirk on Tuesday night at Dens. Paul Hartley speaking about them as genuine contenders to win that competition. They go to Dumbarton in the next round. We're talking about them as, as realistic top six finishers this season. Is that success for Dundee? A top six finish and, and pushing on in the cup, even if they don't win it? For Paul Hartley, it's definite success because you can't ask much more than to drag them into the Premiership and, and consolidate them. I still think there's questions to answer at Dundee. They made all these grand statements about their uh, plans for their academy and I think they actually missed out on the, the academy states they went for. So in the longer term, I think their owners have still got questions to answer. But short term, in terms of a firefighting job, Hartley's done well. Keep bang up to date with Scottish football by following Sunsport on Twitter. <laughs> Now that Dominic Malonga has left the country, you, I know you sit alone in your home late of an evening flicking through the TV channels. When, when you tune into sports scene on a Sunday night, do you agree with Pat Nevin or do you agree with Paul Hartley about Dundee's tactics? Pat Nevin's a good hips man, you wouldn't expect me to. Can I, can I take the easy way of saying that I don't watch sports scene, I watch the highlights on the Sun's website? That's a very good answer, and that's what you should do too, Mr Hartley. You won't see anything bad said against Dundee in these Sun Online highlights, which of course are from 6 o'clock every Sunday evening. One of the games you'll be able to see this Sunday evening on our goal service on the website is Kilmarnock against Hamilton Ackies. It's a kind of game that at this time of year might not have so much in it, but given the, the form of the two teams and the increasingly worrying position of the two teams in the league, it is, as they say, Kenny, a six-pointer. Well, it is, because Gary Locke seems to be a dead man walking. At some point, you think he's going to lose his job, but at every crucial stage, he seems to just get that result that keeps him going. Martin Cannon, horrendous result in the Cup, horrendous result against Celtic, but it's almost admirable the way that Hamilton have said, he's our man, sticks to our philosophy, we're going to support him. So it's two guys in desperate need of a win and another game that's almost impossible to call. You, you and I were both at Tannadice last Saturday afternoon to see Kilmarnock's lamentable collapse in the first half. I can see a smile on producer Neil's face here, big Dundee United fan, he was there too. Kelly can't be that bad at home to Hamilton on Saturday, can they? And the season suggests they won't be because they, they tend to go from the, the ridiculous to the sublime on a week-to-week -week basis. There's no middle ground, so I would expect a different Kilmarnock. I think you saw in the face of Craig Slater when he came in to speak to the press that at least a few of them are, are more than frustrated by the performance of some others last week. Great young talent within the system there at Ogbe Park. We've spoken about it in the podcast, we've written about it on the pages of the Scottish Sun. Gary Locke, though, when speaking at Tannadice, talking about the need for leaders, the need for a little bit more experience just to balance that, that squad. And he's looking this week at Gary Dicker, bringing him in perhaps from Carlisle in a two-and-a-half-year deal. Is that the, the type of player who would help these young lads? It's hard to know what he's like as a personality, but it definitely looks as if they need, they need leaders because I think you could say Jamie McDonald's is odds-on to be the player of the year and you, you shouldn't be saying that at this time of year for a goalkeeper. There's leadership qualities in a few of the younger players, but they can only do so much. It really is up to your, your Jamie Hamels and Conrad Balatonis and people to, to step up to the plate and, and do their bit. The one thing you notice about Hamilton in the last few weeks is, as well as the, the slide in form, 
is a goal scoring problem. You know, nil nil against Hearts, nil nil against St Johnson. They got a consolation when they were seven down at Celtic Park. You do wonder where the goals are going to come from. Ali Crawford got a few in early in the season. Dougie Emery had a real hot streak early in the season, but they've dried up. That must be a big worry for Martin Canning. They made their name Hamilton on the back of playing this free-flowing football, but now I look at them and they're more tigerish than anything. I mean, they're committed in the middle of the park, but I don't see the strikers getting many chances to miss. Dougie Emery seems to create most opportunities for himself, so it is easy to look at the strikers and they have to do more, but I think the midfield really have to look at themselves as well and ask, could they be could they be creating more? No, I've never been a great movie buff, Kenny. I'm not sure whether there was a sequel to The Great Escape many, many years ago. Dundee United will be hoping there's a sequel to their great escape, having won 5-1 against Kelly. They've now got Partick Thistle at Fir Hill on Saturday. They'll fancy it, United. They will, and we spoke to Alan Archibald today, and, and he thinks he thinks they can pull it off, and you can see where he's coming from. The split tends to leave them that opportunity. They can build up momentum. We've seen teams nosedive before and, and fall through the trap door. Hibs come into that category. But but at the same time, at the same time I, I could see Thistle slapping the United down this weekend and, and killing this mini-revival in, in, in week one. Mixed with Pat Lennon. Didn't go over the top last weekend. Thistle have been on a, on a decent run, so I could easily see Thistle winning that. Now, you've, you've still got a tear in your eye for the, the departure overseas of your beloved Malonga. Yep. You've still got Blair Spittle. And judging by your match report from Tanadice, Last Saturday, he may be your new love in Scottish football. Brilliant, Blair Spittle. I'm an equal opportunist. I have a lot of, I have a lot of love to go around uh, for, for Spitz and uh, many of these these young kids. Uh, probably shouldn't say that, but I just think he's a talent. He's a free transfer from Queens Park. I'd be lying if I say I didn't try to push him in the direction of Hibs, like so many others. He made the right decision and went elsewhere. I just love the way he takes responsibility on the ball. He's 20 years old, like in a team that's bottom of the league. He could easily hide, but he doesn't set up two goals, scored two goals and he, he'll be their next big money departure. Has he been the pick of Jackie McNamara's signings? You know, you, you hear so many people criticise some of Jackie McNamara's signings. I see another one, Charlie Telfer, away from United on loan to Livingston this week. Is Spittle the one that is really the, the shining light among them all, Kenny? He'll be up there. I think he might just fall behind Andy Robertson because if you look back, Andy Robertson only had St Johnson, Patrick Thistle and Dundee United to, to choose from. Jackie McNamara made a real effort to, to go and get him when he we don't, he'd almost gone to St Johnston so Spittle's, uh, Spittle's definitely right up there with them and that's a, that's a compliment in itself If we look into the Championship quite often we, we sit here and do the podcast and we, we've got three games to look at we've got the Rangers game the Hibs game the Falkirk game Hibs of course as we said earlier involved in League Cup semi-final duty this weekend and the other two pushing for the title Rangers and Falkirk head to head at Ibrox it could be the game that finishes Falkirk's title ambitions? It could be. It's hard to count Falkirk out because, they, as I've said previously, Peter Houston seems to have the measure tactically of Rangers and Hibs and there hasn't been much in it. Rangers, obviously, be interesting to see what they do without Andy Halliday because he's a stand-in defensive midfielder, but who stands in for the stand-in if he's not playing? At least we know there'll be no riots if he's not playing. It's another difficult one to call. Rangers, a bit like Celtic, seem to have rediscovered a bit of swagger, scoring more goals, but... Falkirk have just hung on hung on in there the Levy game aside so that's, that is one to look forward to Jason Holt missed the 2-0 win at Morton on Monday night game in which Halliday was controversially sent off he's back this weekend can there be a reshuffle in, in there is it the likes of Gideon Zellalem Nicky Law are they capable of, of putting in more disciplined displays and maybe just sitting in front of the two centre backs Jason Holt definitely is because he's an intelligent player I mean he came through the ranks at Hearts he, he played that role a lot of the times for the under 20s he 
he is intelligent enough just to sit to break up play and, and spread the ball. I'm not sure ZLLM's got that nasty streak in him to do it. So I think you're right. I think Hope could be the man that slots in there. And Kenny, of course, you cover a lot of Scotland under 19s, 17s f- football for the Scottish Sun. One of the players that's come through the system, Barry Mackay, he's been around for three or four years now, a couple of loan spells away from Rangers. He's beginning to shine, though, and, and merit his place in that starting 11. Full credit to him. Didn't expect to see Barry Mackay in the Rangers top again after pretty undistinguished loan spells away. I think I think a lot of people would be lying if they, they said they thought he would come back. He's got a lovely first touch. He's more confident now by his own admission to take people on. And he's got a change of pace, which makes a big difference, certainly at championship level. So I think there's still areas for him to improve on. His final ball, maybe. But he is a, he is a real success story for Mark Warburton. No more Rangers signings so far since that 2-0 win at Campbell on Monday night. Falkirk have added to the squad though today. Kevin McCann, former Hibs defender, now back in Scotland after a spell in the Far East. What will he bring to Peter Houston's squad? Kevin McCann someday brings a real love of football, I think, to the squad. He was he's so desperate to continue playing that he went to Sing- Singapore, enriched himself, got over his injury problems. I know from meeting him recently that he's in, he's in terrific shape and just wanted a chance. And Falkirk have really backed Peter Houston in this one because he wanted McCann in. They've moved out Kieran Duffy, who not too long ago was a Scotland under-21 player, being talked about as a potential big-money departure. So they have again backed Peter Houston, who's obviously got his own new deal. Kevin McCann will bring experience. He can play him in centre midfield, right back, centre back. He just he bolsters that Falkirk squad. And we've got the predictions for these League Cup semi-finals at the weekend. Will Falkirk get something at Ibrox on Saturday afternoon? I think they'll make a point. I just think Will Volks just seems to have an Indian sign over Rangers this this season and I could see him scoring again and doing another one of his backflips. And is that an insightful celebration? <laughs> I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't give it a go myself, but um He's not lacking confidence, well, folks, and he's lying if he says he doesn't practice it, so um, I, could see, I could see him doing that again. Uh, let's hope that doesn't incite a riot at Ibrox at the weekend. Kenny, thanks very much. <laughs>